1: Welcome, everybody, to Creating Beyond Reality Radio. This is Heather Nichols, and I'm so excited to have one of my favorite guests with me here this week, Dr. Dane Here, He's one of the creators of Access Consciousness, um, the author of many books, including my new favorite book, The Return of the Gentleman. Um, And we're going to be talking this week about relationships, what what your mama never told you, um, <laughs> which is a lot ah! of things.
2: Sorry, I had a lot of thing. There. I What's know we're doing intro, but I had to add when you said relationships. I just had to, you know, add a little screen there for added effect.
1: The general, you know, kind mm-hmm. of tone of things as far as relationships goes mm-hmm. for most people. <laughs> we like sound effects. Yes. Yeah. So. um, So yeah, let's dive in. You guys, you and Gary are doing a relationship class coming up in in, uh, um, Dublin, Ireland at the end of January. And uh, the last one that you guys did was about a year and a half ago, changed my life totally, 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 in every area of my life. Um, And so my point of view is people are insane if they don't take this class.
2: Um. <laughs> yeah, well, that, well, that's the interesting part about it is, you know, we do a relationship class and a lot of people are like, oh, it's about my primary relationship. Yeah. Um, no, it's about your relationship with your entire world. Yeah. It's about how you interact in your entire world, what you're willing to receive, what you're not, etc. And there are a lot of people, it's funny because you said people are insane if they don't go, but there are a lot of people that don't want to go because they don't want to upset the apple cart. That they already have of their relationship, quote unquote, as though there is only one relationship in their life
3: yeah.
2: where they have stacked the apples perfectly and polished them perfectly. And they have gone throughout the nation selecting apples and they have the perfect apples in the perfect arrangement and don't kick over my apple cart. <laughs> what they're not looking at is what could become greater in all of this. Yeah. And that's what we're looking at is what could become greater in every one of your relationships in your life, including your relationship with yourself including okay. your relationship with money, including your relationship with your enjoyable other, and hopefully they are an enjoyable other, yeah. you know, like how do, how do we make this an even greater aspect of what we're choosing to live right now?
1: Mm, that's an awesome question. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, cause it's, yeah, it's like, it's information that, um, it really does move into every area of life, and we're doing you know we deal with even if it really is just about people it's like we deal with people all the time, you know, yeah, relationships with people you work with and you know your clients or customers or your you know children and so um
2: people still have children oh, <laughs> goodness. it's, it's still a class. thing
1: it it does they really, tend to happen. They
2: still do that do they
1: yeah goodness. occasionally oh yeah,
2: I know, and you know, and that's that's the thing also it's like it's I mean, we have all of these areas and relationship is really how we relate so dynamically with the world. But the weird part is, it's like, if you can learn to be an allowance of your partner, quote unquote, your enjoyable other, I would mm-hmm. I would really hope they're an enjoyable other. If not, why are you, forget that may be too much, but why are you together if they're not enjoyable to you? Because yeah. um, you could just as easily be alone or find someone else or something, but that may be a story for another time but the same thing when you open up to receiving more with your partner and being Mm -hmm. an allowance of them more and actually caring for them more and receiving their caring more you do the same thing with your kids Mm -hmm. I can't tell you the number of people who've been to a relationship class or started working on this area especially actually being to uh, one of the last two relationship classes that we did and we've gotten a lot more info since then Mm -hmm. but I can't tell you the number of people who've said oh my god I love my children so much more and I'm like well, that's friggin' awesome. Yeah. Now, for me, if I had kids, which I don't, but I have a lot of, a lot, a lot of kids that I get to interact with around the world, and I mm-hmm. just adore these kids. Yeah. Um, and for me, if I had kids of my own, it's mm-hmm. like I would be, I would have so much love and so much caring for them. They would never doubt it a day in their lives. But that's also my point of view in relationship is I would have so much love and so much caring for this person and so much gratitude for this person that they would know it every single day we were together or whether we were apart Mm -hmm. every single day that relationship was going on, they would know it. And even after the relationship was going on, if it went in a different direction, they would know it Mm -hmm. and they would never have to doubt it. It's like, I've got, I've got past relationships. I've had in many different ways, you know, with, with different people all around the world, whether they were friendships or sexual relationships or, relationship, relationships, quote unquote, where it's like, they know I have their back. I will have people text me five years later and go, Hey, um, number one, I just wanted to see how you're doing. Number two, I just wanted to tell you, I've got this brand new thing that just occurred for me and I'm so happy. And I know you're one of the few people on the planet that would be happy for me, Hmm. you know, and I text them back or I call them back, which is a new thing nowadays. There's this thing called the telephone (laughs) that, you can um, talk. yeah, (laughs) you don't just have to text. Yeah, But a lot of times at this point, I used to just text them back happy, you know, and then I realized actually having a personal interaction where we hear each other's voices yeah. is even more of an acknowledgement. And I'll call them and go, that is just fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm so happy for you and so thrilled for you. Yeah. And so having having that in my life right now, it's like, and having had that, it's like, I just recognize so dynamically how wonderful things can be in this area and how much crap people create around it that they don't have to.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Well, last week on the show, I interviewed Simone Millicis um, about... I um, love her. I love her, too. I love her. Me, too. (laughs) (laughs) And it was an absolutely beautiful conversation about uncreating your relationship with ease. And she had, I mean, it was so vulnerable and open and just amazing what she shared about the changes that she's created in her relationship with Brendan um, and what they what they are being with each other and doing with each yeah. other. And it was, I mean, if so everybody listening now, if you haven't heard that, please go back and listen to that. Um, it was such a beautiful conversation and such a um, really a, a, a testament to these tools and to those two people and how great they're willing to be and what's actually possible with all kinds of relationships that is totally beyond this reality.
2: Yeah, truly. And when you talk about beyond this reality, I mean, we, you know, we have this awareness that there's something different than the, than the stickiness that most people get into, than being with somebody and resenting them and having walls build up between you. So you don't even want to hang out. You don't really want to have sex anymore. And that applies to the man and the woman. Um, and you know, and that's what relationship in this reality has sort of been boiled down to at this point in our, in our world, if, as it were. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, you know, to hear those two guys and and the vulnerability that they each had to have to still maintain a level of caring for each other that they have, to maintain a level of, creation ship together because they're both vital in creating the access consciousness business, but they have been able to do it. They've been using the access tools. But the other thing about that is what I've noticed with them is the initial parts of that breaking up were really intense for both of them, you know, and they didn't do everything perfectly. And the great thing about it is, You don't actually have to for things to work, Yeah, you know, especially if you have somebody on the other side that's like, hey, I I get it. I realize you don't have to be perfect. I adore you just the way you are. I realize this is bringing up stuff for you. Let's work through it together. Or you work through it and I'll work through my stuff and then we'll get back together and see where it is then. It's like it's – and to see the ease that they're both starting to have at this point, Mm -hmm. and it hasn't been very long by, you know – by the world standards here. Yeah. I haven't been very yeah. long at all. I know yeah. people who've hated each other for years for absolutely no reason. <laughs> then it gave them a wonderful sense of how right they were and how wrong the other person was. Um, but to see the ease these guys are having after just a couple of months is just beautiful. And mm-hmm. to me, it's an amazing acknowledgement of what's possible for all of us, but not just in the breaking up, but what's possible in the being together. Yeah. Cause let's face it, being together with somebody is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's wonderful. And yeah. it should be.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, and sometimes the other thing is, I think people get this weird point of view from, they think it's Access's point of view that they shouldn't have a relationship. And it's like, <laughs> you are so misinterpreting what we're saying. I know. You know, what we're trying to do is address, you know, address the idea that people have of, re, you know, the perfect relationship is going to save them and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So they don't have to actually create their lives. And we're trying to address that in the conversations that we have about relationship. But let's face it, being with somebody who absolutely adores you, who is grateful for you, who honors you, who trusts you, and who who oftentimes honors you and trusts you and adores you more than you're even willing to for yourself. I mean, yeah. dear yeah. God, it's like one of the greatest things in the world. Why yeah. would you not want that? Yeah. And yeah. And here's how to start creating it but yeah. you've got to be something that allows that to be created. Yeah. And that's really what I think the the conversation needs to start being about is what are we being and what are we not being and what can we be and what can we choose? Mm-hmm. that actually gets us to that point where we could have this thing that we've been longing for for so long.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really doesn't work. I mean, that's, that's the thing that I love about the access tools in every area. They're so pragmatic and there's this acknowledgement of what is, what works, what's, actually possible and, like, how people function and, and none of the, nothing in this reality, nothing that I ever found before access really worked the way that these tools do with everything. But if we're talking about relationships, like, what I've been able to create with these tools, both in my relationship with my partner but in life in general, um, has been really what I always knew possible and I wonder what else is possible um and it's it's because the tools be it's because of how freaking pragmatic these tools are
2: yeah and they're and that's you know that really is i mean the the pragmatics cuz i know both you and i have done weird shit you know <laughs> we've done a lot we're of weird talking shit
1: talking about it, Dane? <laughs> you know,
2: we're still doing weird shit it just <laughs> works <laughs> we're probably doing the weirdest shit we've ever done but it actually <laughs> It actually just creates pragmatic change. And what do we mean pragmatic change? It's just, it's like you just get to wake up with more gratitude for you and the person you're with, you know, or, and the people you're with or the people that are around you. So to that, and, and that's the same thing with me. You know, we talk about these access tools and to some people, they sound like a mystery. But the funny part is, from my point of view, these tools we're talking about are, are this thing that actually is like what should have been handed to you when you were in kindergarten about how to actually create a life that works for you. You know, like don't judge. Um, You're not wrong. They're not wrong.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, Be grateful for them and tell them every day that you're grateful for them. Yeah. Uh, Number three, never let the sun set on an argument.
3: Mm -hmm. In other
2: words, handle that shit. So it doesn't build up over time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number four, have fun together and make time to have fun together. You know, number five, honor your partner and honor yourself and allow them to do things that honor them, even if you're not included, because they will get energy from that. They will get enthusiasm from that. They will get life and living from that. And they will come back to you energized and enthused and grateful for you for giving them that space. Yep. Number six, give you and your partner space to explore life in the way that you both need to. You know. And number seven, make sure every single day to destroy and uncreate every wall that has come up between you the day before.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So we have seven tools that if you followed them, I hope somebody writes these down. I hope somebody listens and sends them to me. Um, But really, here we have seven really simple tools that, if we actually start to use them, will create. And they're not they're not complicated.
1: No, I mean, it's it's so cool because you know you guys are doing a whole class on this, and there will be so you know like much deeper conversations, and you know we can go a lot more places and. This, like, you don't even have to explain any of those tools that you like. There's seven tools that you just gave. Somebody could, and we will write them down, and and I'll send them to you. Um, But you could take those, like, it doesn't take much to institute them, you know? And, or even a whole, like, a complex understanding of energy, or, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, have fun. Don't go to bed in an argument, like. Exactly.
2: It's not rocket science. Yeah. I mean, the way to actually create a successful relationship is really the simple things. Yeah. And we keep looking for the complex things. What is what is the complex point of view that I picked up when I was 6.7254 years old that is limiting me in being the person that I want to be with this person right now? And how can I get rid of that point of view? And I must find that point of view, and then I can get rid of it, and then I will be happy and free. Um, You don't have to work that hard. Yeah, you know, Some things yeah. may be that way, like something that shows up over and over and over again, mm-hmm. it may take some digging to get to it. Mm-hmm. But most of the stuff that makes a successful relationship is so friggin' simple. Yeah. We've just never been given the tools.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one conversation that I think is so cool. When I first heard this, I was like, wow, that's kind of strange. And I don't know about that. And it's in the foundation class, um, which is the three elements of a good relationship. And it's so basic and pragmatic, and yet, like most people, don't do this. Which is, the person contributes money to your world, whether they're giving it directly to you or not. They can, their presence in your life contributes money. Um,
2: okay, wait, I need yeah. to explain that a little bit more okay. because people will get the wrong idea that okay. everybody should have a sugar daddy.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs>
3: yes, do it.
2: No. What? What? Let me just flush that out a little bit. Okay. So. <laughs> The idea that they contribute money to their world is the idea that being with them creates more creativity in your life and more receiving in your life. Yeah. And a lot of, and, and a lot of partners have, you know, there are very few people who both make the same amount of money.
3: Yeah.
2: And so a lot of times there'll be one partner who makes more money because of their job, because of their skill set, whatever, because of the fact that they've been motivated by money. And so they do this and whatever, blah, 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 blah. And the other partner, a lot of times feels like they're less because they're not giving them as much money and that sort of thing. But that person's presence in your life, does it contribute to the receiving and the being and the creation that creates money? Yeah. And then, you know, on the other side, the person who is being there, contributing the energy, contributing the adoration and admiration, and, and the seeing of this person as this brilliant, amazing being that can create money and everything else, it's like, does the other person contribute to you financially too, mm-hmm. where it works for both of you and works together in a way that works for you? Yeah. Because let's face it, we all have different ways of working together financially. Yeah. And so I just want to point that out because a lot of people sort of take it from their judgment. And their point of view about what that was before they heard the conversation. What it really is, is an energetic contribution. Do we together contribute to each other to having more, receiving more, and creating more? Yeah. Including money. Yeah. So that was point one.
1: That was point one. Do you want to do the other two? No, go for it. Um, They're good in bed, so you enjoy Uh having sex with them. And they're a contribution to your body and you're a contribution to their body. Okay, Um, so
2: let's flush that out a little bit more also. Because a lot of people... Like what you want to be with somebody is sexually compatible. You want to mm-hmm. be vibrationally compatible sexually. What does that mean? Well, like some people are very happy having sex once a week, doing Mormon missionary position and going on with their lives until, you know, next Friday night or whatever it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is broadcasting on Thursday, next Thursday night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know. And if that's the way the two people are, that's great. That's sexually compatible. That works. Some people are like, I want to have sex six times a day. (laughs) And I want to have it in the weirdest of places, in the weirdest of positions. (laughs) And what really turns me on is when people are going to catch us and blah, 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 blah. And the other person, if you're sexually compatible, where they have something that's similar, even if it's not the same, it doesn't have to be perfect. And this is another thing we just got to get people to realize it. It's not about being perfect. None of us is there's okay. no person out there who's perfect for you. There are just people out there that would be great for you to be with that will expand your reality mm-hmm. and create something greater than you being alone. Cuz the other element of that is are you greater with this person than alone? Yeah. If you are, then it's a great relationship.
3: Yeah.
2: If it has these three aspects of yeah. what actually the three particulars of it. Okay. So there so realize that the sexual reality that people have is their own thing. And it's different for each of us. It just has to be compatible with your partner in a way that works. So if you have somebody who wants to have sex six times a day and they want to have it, you know, in public places and all that, where you might get caught, you know, in like the glass elevator and whatever is their ultimate fantasy. And you're like, (laughs) I'd like Mormon missionary position with the lights off. And (laughs) um, like once every three and a half years would be good for me. That's not sexually compatible. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the other thing, though, is it doesn't mean they're a bad person. Yeah. You know, the weird thing in relationship is so many people get together with somebody where it doesn't work, but they say yes to being with them, but they knew it didn't work at the beginning, but then they blame that person. So it becomes this wonderful way of continuously maintaining the separation from the other person. And it's like, God, that's an insane way to create relationship. It's just got to be compatible sexually, contributory financially and creatively. Yeah. And the third one?
1: The third one is they let you do whatever you want and you let them do whatever they want.
2: Yeah. Meaning, <laughs> you know what, sweetie, I know you love to go salsa dancing. Go salsa dancing. Yeah. You know, have a good time. I hate salsa or I'm not very good at it or it mm-hmm. doesn't turn me on. It doesn't make me nearly as excited as it does you. Mm-hmm. Please go do that. Yeah. Come back and tell me how wonderful it was and let's have sex. How <laughs> did I add that? Okay. You do. Well, you know you, you get the idea.
1: that was your That was your uh, outside voice or whatever. <laughs> that, was,
2: oh, that was my inner voice coming out. That's what it was. I keep yeah. trying to turn down my internal monologue, but it, it keeps going external. It's not my fault.
1: Yeah, this is like, broken. It's
2: like you know? a slight case of Tourette's, in addition to the ADD and the ADHD and the OCD and the autism. That's not true. my fault.
1: We like it. We like it. Bring okay. it on. <laughs> hey, I
2: want to say one other thing about the sex since we're yeah. talking about it, because let's face it, sex is a huge part of any relationship that is, that has that as a component, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and unfortunately a huge part of lots of relationships that don't have that as a component
3: Right. <laughs> story for another time. Yeah.
2: Um. But the thing about sex with somebody that you are there with present with and truly care about, it's like, it ought to be just from this space of caring about them so much adoring them so much. Finding them beautiful, even if they don't see themselves as beautiful. And mm-hmm. so we have to realize that a lot of our points of view, that somebody's not beautiful or sexy, are the points of view that they have about themselves, mm-hmm. um, just like the points of view we have about ourselves we don't want to acknowledge. Yeah. But it should come from this space of total caring, total exploration, no judgment, And, and I'm just here for you and with you in this friggin awesome way that is so like present and intimate with each other.
3: Yeah,
2: And I think a lot of people probably don't even know that can exist because they've got sex in this box that they learn from a lot of other people yeah. and they've never really explored what it is for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, some of the tools and conversations about sex and access are just phenomenal. I mean, really yeah. just what is actually possible when you don't, function from judgment in that area of your life, like, wow,
3: you know?
2: Yeah. And when you don't function from making you, like you said, don't function from judgment, which, you know, translated, it's like you don't make them wrong. You don't make you wrong. And truly, I mean, sex really should be about this awesome exploration with both of you. Not where one of you is wrong if you don't want to do something or the other one is wrong if they do, but okay, let's play. Yeah. how much fun could this be?
1: Yeah. I'm sure you guys won't be talking about that in this.
2: No, I'm class. sure we will not discuss that.
1: Just a relationship class. The last one was sex and exactly. relationship, right?
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, every one we've done, we've called sex and relationship because they're so intimately linked. Yeah. And on this one, we went, we're just going to call it relationship and people are, there are people who are signing up, but there are also people who are running the fuck away. Mm. It's awesome. Because if we would have called it sex and relationship, people would have been like, oh, mm-hmm. or okay, at least I can get, you know, this part of it and blah, blah. And And so it's an interesting thing because what people really require is the relationship aspect of sex in order to have great sex. Yeah. They don't realize that. They're like, no, just tell me how to have great sex yeah. without <laughs> having to do any of that relationship shit. Yeah. I'm like,
3: what There's another you person on? there, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah exactly. usually happens exactly with another it. person or...
2: I, you know, we could create a class called Masturbating Awesomely and then we wouldn't have to worry about it, but I don't know that that's probably our best choice.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be like the most advanced class, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have to be a maestro to take that class. <laughs> uh-huh,
2: exactly. That's the first two letters, Masturbating Awesomely, the yeah. first two letters of maestro.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think we're on to something here. Yeah. cool. Well, we're at our break. So we're going to just take a little moment and we will be right back. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Have you always wondered what it would be like to have more fun, ease, joy, and success in your business? What if your business could be more fresh, vibrant, and thriving every day? Heather Nichols' Generative Business Pods program is a six-month business creation intensive of embodying question, choice, possibility, and contribution as the main elements for creating a dynamically different and wildly successful business. What if exponential growth in your business and income could come from being more of you? Find out more at heathernichols.com forward slash business pods. You are listening to Creating Beyond Reality with Heather Nichols. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to heather at heathernichols.com. That's heather at heathernichols.com. Now, back to Creating Beyond Reality.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is Creating Beyond Reality Radio, and this is Heather Nichols, and we're here with Dr. Dane here talking about... Hi. Hi. Talking about all kinds of amazing things, Um, really everything that your mama never told you about relationships and. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me
2: tell you, my mom, my mama never told me nothing about relationships.
1: I know mine really didn't. Seriously. Yeah.
2: And everything I learned about relationships, I learned from my grandmother. See, when my parents got divorced when I was about one, and so I lived with my mom in the ghetto, and my mom happens to be gay, so we were living with her girlfriend and her girlfriend's children, literally in the ghetto. There were three colors where I grew up. There was brown, there was black, and there was me, okay? (laughs) And I looked around, I was like, wow. I didn't really notice the difference in color until I was eight. It was the first time I got beaten up for being a different color. But what happened when I was in the ghetto is I got some very interesting aspects of what created relationship and what didn't, both friendships and otherwise. And at the same time, I had my grandmother trying to mold me into being the perfect man who told me everything that men had ever done wrong to women and that my job was to make up for that because I was going to be a different man. And if I wasn't, I was going to be a terrible man. So I had to do everything that she said was right and everything that was right by women and nothing that was right by me and always make sure that I was never hurting the woman I was with. Guess what (laughs) I created in my life? (laughs) <laughs> uh continuously getting hurt by women I was trying to do something different with because mm-hmm. what I would do is I would choose men like my grandmother uh, men huh? wow oh my god I'm gay I didn't know it this is my coming out show okay I just totally realized it never right
1: shows now, up like you think it will <laughs>
2: oh my god what a surprise I'm gonna go tell Gary he will be so surprised um because, <laughs> you know, people think we're gay all the time. They're yeah. like, oh, uh, it's an older man and his younger gay lover. He must have a lot of money. I'm like, no, I have more money than he does. I'm with him for the sex. <laughs> anyway, story for another time. Um, I like fucking with people. Um, but So I learned all this stuff from my grandmother. And what I would do is I would choose women who hated men, because I assumed that the reason they hated men was because they had been hurt by other men. And what I was going to do was show them that men are not hurtful. Men yeah. are these sweet creatures that just want to contribute to you. Do you think they ever wanted to hear that? <laughs> no, no, they didn't want yeah. to hear that. Yeah. No, no, they <laughs> wanted to go along because what we have to realize is people develop their points of view because they work for them for yeah. the most part. And so, you know, there's a huge amount of women that don't like men, there's a huge amount of men that don't like women. And what we have to realize is if we're going to be with somebody in relationship, we need to choose somebody who likes our gender, <laughs> whatever it is.
1: That's a, that's like the, the before number one, you know. I know, exactly. <laughs> like before you even right? start.
2: <laughs> before you, and this is so, I, I did not realize how many people didn't realize this until yeah. I look back and realized how much I didn't realize it mm-hmm. and how much everybody, like the number of times you'll see a kind, sweet, caring man with the meanest woman you've ever met. The number of times you'll see a kind, kind, sweet, caring woman with the meanest man you've ever met. And you're like, how, why does this keep happening? Well, I think those kind, sweet, caring people who truly desire to create something different are trying to somehow create something different in the worlds of those people. They've decided that their loving will cure and heal and contribute to Rather than doing something simple like asking a question, <laughs> will this really work?
3: Yeah,
2: you know, yep. and yeah. and will this have the effect that I think it is? But I think I think one of the other difficulties in relationship is we're so we're so not wanting to look at it, which is one of the things that we're trying to get through in 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 this particular class. They're so yeah. not wanting to look at what really is true for them. Yeah. So if you ask somebody point blank. You know, what is their point of view about what's true for them about relationship or what they desire in someone? They'll give you this list, but it's almost like an automaton reading off a memorized list. Mm, if yeah. they have anything to say at all, yeah. most of them are like, I just want the perfect person to show up in the perfect situation and be so perfect for me that everything is perfect and everything is perfect and everything would <laughs> be perfect. No, just get more perfect after it's perfect. I'm ready. <laughs> Come on, bring you. it on. Give me yeah, that in your fucking class. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, dude, you got to do if you're going to do relationship, relationship is a 24 7 job. It is. But it is, it's yeah. friggin' worth it if you have somebody on the other end yeah. that is making your life greater.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned in the first segment was uh, the thing about uh, how, you know, a lot of times people misidentify this conversation and access as like that, that the access point of view somehow is, you know, anti relationship. And, and I didn't realize, you actually helped me so much with this, because I didn't realize how much I had that in the background in my world. And I actually have a really amazing relationship. And I, I, I went through this, a whole, uh, so much change in my relationship last year and after that sex and relationship class. And I realized that somehow, somewhere in my world, I still had this little thing that it was, I must be somehow like not being as great as I could be because I was in a relationship, you know? And yes. it, was, it was so, I just wanted to touch back on that because I know there are people that have that point of view that have been exposed to these conversations. And I'm so glad, like everything that you've said so far has been so amazing. Um, and truly, it's like when you, when you can actually have the conversations that aren't the easiest to have and look at the things that you may not want to look at and show up in ways that are challenging for you and receive in ways that, you know, are edgy or whatever. Yeah, It's it's amazing what can actually be created. And when we don't, you know, when we also don't have that point of view that there's somehow something wrong with it, you know?
2: Well, and we, we somehow seem to get this point of view that if we're in relationship, we're a lesser being. Yeah. You know, or, or they have the point of view that access has that point of view. I'm like, you're missing something fundamental about access. Access yeah. is the one place where we don't actually have a point of view about you. Yeah. I you know? <laughs> yeah, or anything else. Yeah. Like, yeah. we love you, we adore you, what else is possible for you? you know? Yeah. yeah. And, but I think a lot of people inherently have that point of view in their own worlds because they've seen so many people who've diminished themselves in relationships yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have diminished themselves so much to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. which is what we're trying to undo. But what they do is they attach their old point of view and go, oh, well, access has this point of view. And it's like, no, access actually doesn't. Well, we're, we're trying to undo that thing that I just talked about and also give you the tools so you don't diminish you in relationship. Yeah. Let's face mm-hmm. it, almost everybody on the planet wants one. Yeah. Well, cool. Then you should have one if you desire it. my point of view is if you desire it and it's not hurting somebody else, you should have it. Yeah. That's my point of view. Yeah. Like, and a lot of like almost all of us on the planet desire relationship. Yeah. And then there are some people who don't, and they should be able to have that too. Yeah. Without limiting themselves. Right. Yeah. Without cutting, without having to go, Oh, I'm alone and everything. And I'm cutting myself off. It's like, well, no, there are some friendships you could have. There are some people you could interact with. There's more fun you could have in that area too. And so, it's like what we're trying to do is give people the tools so they don't have to give themselves up. But it's funny because a lot of times they feel like we're fighting them or fighting against them. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, no, this is right. I'm going to do it. And it's like, I, I cool. It's right. Do it. But like, if it contributes to you, do it. Yeah. What we want to do is we just want it so that whatever it is you choose including relationship, which is one of the weirdest, most twisted areas that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. You know, that and money are, and family are probably three of the biggest. Mm-hmm. But so that so that you can go into it with your eyes open yeah. so that you can create what you actually desire,
3: yeah,
2: what you truly desire, whatever that is for you. And it's going to be different for every single one of us. It's going to be different yeah. in certain ways. We have similarities, but we're going to have a lot of differences in what we desire to create. And that's what we want to give people is like, What is it for you that would work for you? Even if it's different than what everybody else has going on and everybody else says is right.
1: Yeah. And that's, what's so amazing about these tools is they really are for you to take and use in the way that works for you and create something that works for you with no point of view. And it's, it's what a gift. I mean, that just doesn't exist anywhere else on the planet that I've seen.
2: No, nowhere else that I've seen either. But people keep trying to put access into the box uh, that everything else has tried to put them into, yeah. which is interesting, you know, because it's like like I was telling you about my grandmother who wanted me to be a good little girl, <laughs> and um, which is difficult to be a good little girl with a penis unless you're going to have some serious um, issues about sexuality, um, <laughs> which I was never interested in having big issues about sexuality. That just wasn't one of the things I was going to choose this lifetime. <laughs> like, uh, sorry. Um, Even though I tried, I tried to make her happy by having these, but it never really stuck. Um, You know, so I have this admiration and adoration of women, but I, you know, that same thing, it's like all these boxes that that I tried to squeeze myself into that didn't work. And I see a lot of other people doing that too. And it's, and once again, it's like, they're like, no, I'm going to fit into this box. And I'm like, yeah, but you're too big for the box. Like your flippers are too big and your unicorn horn is gonna stick out. And you'll, I mean, just even the horn won't fit in the box. And they're like, I am gonna do this. Don't tell me that I cannot fit my unicorn horn and my flippers in the box. I'm gonna (laughs) shut up, get away from me. I'm like, yeah, but it's—but the box is too small for your stuff. Like your stuff isn't gonna fit in the box. Like all, you know, like just even the body stuff isn't gonna fit in the box you know and people like i don't tell me i'm wrong and i'm like um i'm not telling you i that was not what i was saying what i was saying was um if you don't try to fit in the box then maybe the box could actually grow yeah they go what like if you don't try to fit into the box the box could actually grow yeah the person could actually grow Mm -hmm. but we don't realize we set the parameters of the relationships we go into Mm-hmm. And we haven't been willing to set them. We keep looking for the perfect person who fits all of our parameters, but all those parameters are based on judgment. Yeah. And so they're based on people ticking, ticking. Uh, my my English lately, <laughs> ticking the check boxes. Ticking <laughs> the check boxes was what was in my head. Um, it's based on people, you know, ticking the check box where you have mm-hmm. this list of things oh, well, yes, they have the right color eyes. Uh, They have a large enough penis. They're uh, making enough money. My friends like them. Um, They look good on Instagram. Uh, (laughs) They have a Facebook profile that impresses me. Um, You know, it's like, so we have this weird checklist that we don't even realize we have in our heads Mm -hmm. that we try to fit people into. And if they fit the checklist and we say yes, rather than, okay, here's, here's the boxes it's presenting Will this person actually work once I get behind the front layers of who they're saying they are? Yeah. And will it actually contribute to my life? And will it be fun? And will it make me happier? Mm-hmm. And will it make them happier?
1: Yeah. Notice the questions. Right. <laughs> Ask
2: questions rather than oh, all you know. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's amazing how um you know, so many people go into relationships with the point of view that they're like, they see the potential in somebody and they're going to change them. And they're like, this person can grow and we're going to grow together. And I know they can just be so great. And uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's
2: my pre-vomit
1: side. The side of um, sound effect <laughs> number two <laughs> today.
2: <laughs>
1: um, and what's amazing is truly everything is the opposite of what it appears to be. And When Uh you have total allowance for somebody, which is one of the five elements of intimacy and you don't require them to change, like they can, people can show up, whether you're in a romantic relationship or anything else, like people can show up truly as the greatness that they be. Um, And then it's just this like really cool, like surprise and delight to receive, you know, and be like, Oh, cool. You know?
2: Yes. And that, you know, that thing that you said about were oh look, they're a diamond in the rough, we can grow together.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, which is what Gary and I like to call the fixer upper.
3: Uh-huh. You know, and,
2: and we ask people to do that. Like, would you buy a fixer upper house? They're like, Oh my god, no way, too much work. I'm like, um and how's your relationship? Oh my god, it's <laughs> so much I work.
1: Easier? <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Go buy a house. <laughs> you know, but people, so many people, and what's funny is we find it's especially women that tend to have this point of view. Mm-hmm. Men are just happy with anybody who likes them and wants to have sex with them. They're pretty <laughs> simple creatures. Um, and some men are a little more complex, but that's beyond the scope of the conversation mm-hmm. right now today. But the thing is, so what happens is you find somebody that's a fixer up or, or, that you're like, oh, my God, we can grow together. Oh, my God, I so see his potential. Let's put it this way. Let's make it really simple. If you don't like the person you're interested in exactly as they are, warts and all, yep. drinking problem and all, mm-hmm. porn addiction and all, and you're mm-hmm. not willing to be an allowance of it, yep. and you're not willing to not judge it, and if you're already seeing them as wrong and what you need to change in them, move on. Yep. Now, why do I say move on? Because you, the, the dynamics of relationship are very interesting energetically, because a relationship is a purely energetic interaction. And we don't realize this. See, there could be somebody else who has all of those same characteristics. You know, they drink more than you want them to. They have a porn addiction. But for them, rather than trying to fix them and change them, you're like, you know what? It's totally okay. It's all right. I'll be here for you anyway. Yeah. That's the kind of person you want to be with. Yeah. The person you're trying to change is always going to result in disaster because one of two things will happen. Well, let me tell you what usually happens is if they are malleable enough, and I say malleable on purpose, if they're malleable enough to allow you to change them or malleable enough because they want to become a quote unquote better person, They will allow you to change how they dress. They will allow you to get them over whatever it is. They will allow you to get them over their addictions or maybe who knows, Um, but they'll change. And then what happens is somebody else, some other person will come along and take them because they will see this wonderful thing that is out there in the world now. And why do they get taken? Because their point of view about you is, yeah, I love you, but you have been in total judgment of me. You didn't actually love who I was. You didn't adore who I was. You wanted to make me into this friggin', you know, this little puppet. What is that? Um, My fair lady, you know, Mm -hmm. you wanted to be Pygmalion with me and turn me into this thing. Um, Well, now I'm this thing and I'm tired of your judgments and your continuous putting out at me that I'm wrong. So I'm going with this person who likes me the way I am now. And you're like,
3: what? I put in years. I
2: I bought you etiquette classes. I bought you clothes. I bought you catalogs so you wouldn't look like a homeless person. What do you mean you're leaving me? Look at what I've done for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so we have to realize that there are two sides in every relationship. And and we also have to look at how the other person truly sees us and what we're doing and mm-hmm. do they see us as doing it to them or do they see it as actually contributing to them? Cause there are certain people that truly desire changes in a great way that you can contribute to mm-hmm. and they're grateful for it. And you're grateful for contributing to it mm-hmm. and you both get greater as a result of it, which is why I say like, whatever you have going on, like, let's say you're one of these people who likes to fix up people. Well, that's fine. It's just fixing up the person who's going to hate and resent you for it isn't going to work for you in the long run, but maybe that's actually what you desire. Maybe you like people being with you, you fix them up and they leave, you know, Mm -hmm. could be that's what you desire, but if what you truly desire is somebody who's going to really feel honored by that and acknowledged by that and that you're giving to them by doing all of this stuff for them, you need to find the person whose energy matches that. Mm -hmm. And for that, we need to stay in the question of will this actually work? will this actually contribute to them and will it contribute to me in the future? Mm. And then another question is what will my life be like in five years? If I get together with this person as I am now and as mm-hmm. they are now, and you'll know, this is a weird part, you, but you don't know until you ask the question. Yeah. I mean, you actually do know, you just don't want to know. But if you ask the question, mm-hmm. honestly, without a point of view, Oh my God, they're so cute. I'm totally going to be with them. That's not a question by the way. Um, so if you actually do ask the question, You will know because you get a sense of light or heavy. You know, when I was getting engaged, I got engaged um, many years ago, Um, 18 years ago, 19 now. Oh, my God. Anyway, I got engaged a long time ago, like a thousand dog years. And and what was funny was even getting engaged was heavy for me. And I Mm -hmm. knew it. And I felt like I was climbing into a concrete box that was going to be lowered to the bottom of the ocean. Yay! (laughs) Definitely do that when it feels like that. Keep going, kid. Yeah, you're on to something. Um, so I did that. And as she started planning the wedding, you know, she'd bring home bridal magazines and whatever. And, and I did the most romantic proposal. I took her up. Do you want me to tell you? You want me to yeah, tell you? How to
3: propose?
2: Okay. <laughs> oh, hello. Okay. So I took her out to a really nice dinner, um, which was what I could afford at the time, which was mm-hmm. really nice for my standards at the time. And then we went up to this and we snuck into this park because it was closed, overlooking um, all of Santa Barbara and the harbor and the ocean. I mean, it's got the, one of the most beautiful views I've ever seen in my life. And we were out there on this picnic table and we were kissing and hugging and we were just having intimate, an intimate moment without copulation yet. Um, and I had these two little bears and on one little bear, the, girl, uh, the little boy and girl bear, and on the little girl bear, I had the ring <laughs> and i pulled the little bears out of my pocket so she could see them and i said and she was like what are these i said well see these little bears and how much they love each other and how much they want to be together i would like to be with you this much and probably more will you marry me she was like and i got down on my knee and pulled the ring off the little bear and she said yes and i put it on her finger <laughs> and I thought that all that heaviness that was leading up to that was just like jitters and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, no, no, that it's was called awareness. House. Yeah. And, <laughs> called uh, awareness. and as soon as I put the ring on her finger, I felt like somebody put a noose around my neck. It was awesome. <laughs> now, when I say this, though, okay, so people often use that or any version of, you know, some anything we tell an access to go, oh, I'll well, see, they don't like relationship. No, I was in relationship with the wrong person. Yeah, yeah. Not that we don't like relationship. We want you to, it's, it's fucking awesome when it's awesome. Yeah. We want you to have it be awesome, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so as she started planning the wedding, she was like, what colors do you want for the wedding? And in my head, I was thinking, what color do they have at funerals? Black, <laughs> let's have black, you know? <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it obviously didn't work. I obviously didn't get married. And that was, you know, almost 20 years ago now. Um, but after a few months, I realized I just can't do this. I felt the walls closing in and I was like, I just can't go against myself anymore. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness. I mean, I saw her a few years after just walking. I was having lunch with Gary and she was walking down the street and I saw her and she was angry Mm -hmm. and vitriolic and contracted. Like somebody Mm -hmm. who you see in anger, just like, like, looks like a black, like, smoke off of them, you know, I was like, wow, that's what I would have gotten into. Because prior to that, I got to be very grateful for the engagement. And part of the reason I'm bringing this up is because a lot of you out there have made some choices that weren't in your best interest. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I got to say, I'm really grateful for having gotten engaged because what it did was, It was one of the few times and breaking up with her is one of the few times up till that point where I saw the future I was creating and went, no, I can't do this. Yeah. And for me, I looked at it and went, I can't do it to me and I can't do it to her.
3: Yeah.
2: It wasn't just about me. It was like, Oh my God, she's expecting this and this and this and this and this. I don't think I can ever provide that.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's like the, you know, when it, when something truly doesn't work for you, it's not going to work for them or for the relationship, yeah,
3: you know? Exactly. And
1: that's really, it's, I think people just don't get that. Like they try to, they want people to be something that they're not because they want them to be what they're not, but it's never going to work. It's no. never going to go anywhere, you know? Oh, no, exactly.
2: And so. I'm so glad you said that. If it doesn't work for you, it's not working for them either.
1: Yeah.
2: And yeah. one of the other things about relationship that I found is when you're in relationship, there'll be a lot of things that you think are yours you really need to use this access tool. Who does this belong to? And is this mine? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like I was with a girl who had a mean and abusive ex who was trying to destroy her and we were having a good time. Um, And we got together one weekend and she came for the weekend and I was like, I'm not sure I can do this. I'm not sure I should be with you. I'm not sure I want to be around you. I feel like we shouldn't do this anymore. And, and, then I started being like mean and snippy, you know how you are sometimes with somebody you really care about, you're like, nah, blah, blah. and you say unkind things instead of kind things. Mm-hmm. And I caught this after about four hours and I was like, okay, now what I do at this point, because anybody I'm gonna be in a relationship with, we need to have a level of vulnerability that is beyond anything that exists here. Yeah. Like so fucking vulnerable. So what I did was mm-hmm. I said to her, I was like, um, this is so weird for me to say. But I've got all of this stuff up and I, I, I have no idea what to do with it. What's going on? I said, I've got this thing where I feel separate from you. I've never had the idea that I don't want you around and I'm getting that going through my head. And I said, I also am like, you know, being like snippy at you, snarfy. What? I'm like, so can you help me please? No, this is somebody that I know. I can actually have these conversations with, right? And she goes, "Oh, that makes so much sense." My ex has been giving me so much grief, Mm. and I was like, "Oh," because I never thought in a billion years that it could be hers. Yeah, it could be something in her world. Yeah, Um, yeah. Guess what? Wasn't mine at all. (laughs) Yeah, it was his. That he was projecting at her. And this is another thing we need to be aware of in relationships: is people will we're aware of the projections and the expectations that other people have toward people. Mm-hmm. And we will pick that up as ours. Yeah. And I know we're getting close to the end of the show, but I have to talk about one more thing, which is okay. called intertwining of beingness, which is where if, excuse me, if the person you're with is not willing to be aware of something that somebody else is doing, you will be aware of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And the way I found this out was when Gary and I were living in Santa Barbara, we're roommates. I had this girl over and she ended up, we were friends and she ended up coming over and she drank too much. So she slept on the, she slept on the floor. I slept on my bed so she could sleep it off so she could drive back to LA. And Gary was being so weird that night. And he was having thoughts like, oh my God, I don't want him with other women. Other women, Gary's a man. Number two, Gary and I don't have a sexual relationship. So there's no basis for that, right? And he yeah. was having all these thoughts. And when I Talked to him the next morning after she left, I told him all this stuff that had gone on over the night. He's like, Oh my God. Cause moment by moment, he could tell that what he was aware of was the stuff in her world that I wasn't willing to be aware of. It's called intertwining of beingness. So all That's those really of you amazing. out there where yeah. the people you're connected to are connected to people who have points of view and are projecting things about you and projecting things about them and projecting things at them about them that yeah. you're aware of and that you think are yours. That makes you feel separate from them. And separate from you and separate from the joy you have together, we destroy and uncreate it, please. Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pot call nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow. I know we have to go, so I didn't explain that as well as I mm-hmm. wanted to, but hopefully yeah. that
1: would be. No, to
2: people.
1: That's awesome. I've never heard that before. That's really cool. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Gosh, I mean, we could just keep going. And I'm so excited for the class. I am actually not going to be. In Dublin, I'm going to be in the Caribbean with my man streaming. Oh,
2: okay. oh, excuse me.
1: <laughs> it's going to be
3: terrible. Excuse me,
2: what? Uh, wait a minute. Okay, so let me just get this straight for a moment. You are going to be where it's hot, sunny, with beaches and drinks. And I am going to be facilitating consciousness where it is cloudy and rainy and all they have is Guinness and whiskey you, to wash down. Um,
1: yeah, you might want to talk to your scheduling people. You know, I'm just saying. I mean... <laughs> I'll be live streaming. I'll be joining on access. Okay. TV. So the class is live in Dublin and, and online via access consciousness TV. You can go to accessconsciousness.com
2: to, and when is it? Sign up.
1: It's January 20. I am so bad
2: with 19th, um, 20th, 18th, 19th, 19th. 19th. Uh, January 19th. Then, yeah. Ish. All right. Gotcha. 20, yeah. <laughs>
1: I can't even uh-huh. find my calendar. 19th, yes. Okay. okay. We have to go. Thank you so much, Jane. This was amazing. Thanks, Thank everybody. You, for
2: listening. And happy new year.
1: Yeah, you too.
3: Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for joining us today for Creating Beyond Reality. Make sure to join Heather Nichols again next Monday at noon Pacific and 9 p.m. Central European Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another adventure into the brilliance of you. Have an amazing week of possibility and creation.